that's hard. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. Good morning and thank you for joining us. It is February 6th, 2023. Today we're going to be going over a hot topic. We're going to be looking at global warming. Are we poisoning the world? The myths of recycling, if you're doing your part. And we realize the clock is ticking. Are we too late to do anything about it? Bong! Anyway. <laughs> so, Ashley uh, brought us a little book today. It's getting we hot thought, in here, boys. We thought we had lost it. But uh, he's he's coming with notes, some hard facts. Not really. I didn't have a lot of time to uh, study. You know, well, this isn't the Joe Rogan podcast. We don't have literal doctorate experts <laughs> that have spent forty years studying these phenomena. No, we're not climatologists. No. We're just two fat fucks with a microphone. Yeah, two fat minutes. fucks with a microphone. Uh, with fifteen minutes of Wikipedia experience. More like YouTube. I didn't go on Wikipedia. There's a lot of good resources, but because of the algorithms, you can get pulled to either side of this topic pretty readily. Well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Look at both sides and see what what where you lie. Yeah, except sort. it'll feed you more of what you what you're leaning towards, more of what you've seen. Yeah, I typed in like uh, global warming debate and shit like that. I don't said I didn't have a lot of time. Kind of get home to like seven thirty. You know, I go to sleep at like nine, so yeah, we're we're busy bees. And I think that's that's part of it. We're we're moving so fast as a society, as a species. We are doing so much at this unnatural rate that we can't even get adequate science to irrefutably prove that global warming is real to most people. Now there is a lot of data conducted over the course of even two, three hundred years ago, because we still had meteorologists recording temperatures, weather patterns, storms, and phenomena like that for hundreds of years. But that's across the entire world, different states, countries, organizations. So really, the, the latest meteorological data is a century old. And when you look at the scope of our cycles, so we have like a 100,000 year on average like warming and cooling cycle, where we go through ice ages, you know, world heats up, you know, like minus five degrees Celsius, like minus 15 degrees Celsius in that difference. So pretty drastic, but because we've only been affecting the world on this grand scale for a century out of 100,000 years, it gets kind of dicey uh, depending on what data you're looking at. And it can appear contradictory or it could support either side of your claim that global warming does in fact irrefutably exist as a um, repercussion of mankind's expansion and globalization or that it's just a part of the natural cycle which is what a lot of uh, anti-global warming proponents suggest that this mm -hmm. is natural we're just happen to be coincidentally aligned in the swing right no i don't 
know anything about this really. So I'm kind of in the middle, you know. I'm pretty sure that cars are bad for the environment. Trains and planes and automobiles. Yeah, the movie was great. The movie was fucking dope, but like, I guess my point is for this, um, you know, you have like hard hitting science, like science that's been proven no matter what. You still have people that refute that, but continue. But most of it, you know, like vaccines that cure cholera are a thing mm-hmm. because of science. Um, malaria isn't a problem anymore. Polio. Polio. The list goes on. Shit like that. And that the Black Plague came from fucking fleas on rats and whatever. So take a bath. <laughs> you know? Shit like that. Um, those things. But this is so divided even in the science world. So I'm an everyday person that goes to work every day now. My stance on this is more like I work outside. And I don't know if I'm fatter and older or if it really is hotter. But it's hot as fuck in Florida. So it could be real. Or we could be in a cycle. I don't really know. The little bit of searching that I really got into was like the ice caps melting shit. Oh yeah, and that's that's fast. You can you cannot refute that because you can look at pictures of the last forty years. Well, like the stuff that I saw was like NASA was on NASA, and yep, they're saying that they're melting and then freezing again, and then melting and then freezing again, and it's actually like Antarctica is like getting bigger, even though it's Antarctica. It's still in the summertime. It's still warmer than uh, the wintertime. So. You know, I don't really know because, like, the the eastern side is getting bigger while the middle is getting smaller. But then, like, the snow falls higher and it's getting taller. So, I'm not there. I can't see it. I yes, uh, I'm, I'm over on NASA right now. Um, global climate change, vital signs of the planet. They have a whole subsection uh, that you can explore here on the website. Um, their statistics from 1984 to 2016... And into the present, uh, they've calculated a change of 12.6% per decade. Like loss or gain? Loss. Or of what ice? Uh, so uh, rate of rate of change, 12.6% per decade. That's, that's shrinkage. So, yeah, you, you might be able to argue on some of these uh, pictures and statistics on the distribution mm-hmm. of the ice in the Antarctic. The Arctic Circle itself is like undoubtedly way, way smaller. The, the the cycles of precipitation for the Arctic versus the Antarctic are different, and so for the Antarctic, it might be getting more wide. You know what I mean? More mm-hmm. coverage, square footage wise, but the uh, retention is less every year through those cycles. So every year it'd be shrinking more, and then. Um, for square footage getting wider and broader, but the retention is less every year. It's like it's still bleeding off into the ocean. Yeah. Um, also saw a thing that like the ice melts with fresh water, which makes it easier for the salt water to freeze. It's like diluting it. So I guess salt water has like a higher freeze rate because of the salt. Yes. When you make like ice cream, you add salt to the ice. Yeah. So it's like dumping fresh water into the, thing that which in turn makes it easier to freeze and then it's melting and freezing melting and freezing then some things that i saw was like uh i don't think they really use global warming so much anymore 
Did they just say climate change? They say climate change is a blanket. Yeah. It's like, you know, we still have like freak things. Like Texas, what was it, last year? Really bad winter? Yeah, they had that winter in Texas, you know. And Texas isn't really well known for having like fucking freezing ass storms. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this yeah. year, landslides in California, which three years ago was fires. I mean, they're always dealing with fires, but like it got, got bad. Really, really yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, it was like really dry and having the smoke like is in Canada even, you know. Um, prepper guy I watched was talking about like did a video. He's like, see all this in the background? That's not fog. That's smoke from the California burning to the ground. <laughs> it's like, well, I'll have to get down the view. Cauliflower is burning to the ground. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's climate change, right? Or And you, know, and you have like droughts in the Midwest. Yeah, so anything that is an outlier on an average data set. I'm not a liar. Well, you might be in. I'm just kidding. In liar. I know what it means. There you go. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we finished high school, everybody. Round of applause. I didn't. Oh, uh, well. Because <laughs> GAD, at least, right? Negative. I got a CDO. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the other three-letter word to make money. Right. Unrelated topic, I went to get a job back at Waste Management where I got my CDO. Yeah, they called you trash? No, the lady was like, did you get your GED? And I was like, no, I got a CDO. Isn't that what you need to work here? Technically. And I was like, Shit, uh, bitch, you want to get technical. Are you telling me all them dudes out there? You know, there's, there's still people working here that I worked with that didn't have a GED. So now it's important. You gave me my license. Anyway, that was kind of funny. So that's something we'll touch on is uh, waste management, right? Yeah, yeah, that's part of it, I guess. Dude, now that you bring that up, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> you know? Because you're just filling up these, these garbage trucks. I used to do this. You're filling these garbage trucks up with plastic bags, and you're dumping them in a landfill. Mm-hmm. And then they're just covering them up. So, And just pretending, like, literally literally sweeping it under the rug of grass. <laughs> they don't throw, throw some fucking seed on there, and it looks like a nice, happy mountain. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, before I ever worked there, you know, you took the trip to the landfill. And uh, they explain how it works, and like you have to have this much soil for this much this and this mm-hmm. and that. And the gases like uh, have these tubes is methane release gas, right? So don't it's... go to the landfill lighting no matches. No, um, so there's a lot of exothermic material there. Yeah, but it takes forever for this shit to break down. You know, uh, I think that we should do better than landfills. You know. Um, I don't know how it is in other states. Like I know, like Sweden is is dope with that shit, man. They like have this giant incinerator that's their power plant, so they burn all their trash down to like nothingness. They right. just put it in this big furnace, basically, and it just burns and burns until there's nothing left, and then all the gases are vented and used to power their cities, and they actually like. Other countries send them their trash, and they burn it, and then they take what's left, a little bit of ashes that's left. There's like a whole island over there that's made out of the remnants of the trash, and it like has like plant life on it, and it's all beautiful. And people go there to get married on Trash Island and metal as fuck. It's just awesome, man. Like, why don't we do that? Why don't we fucking build? Because we're not forward thinking. 
That's because we're stupid, I guess. Yeah, the greed, greed and the immediate dollar is the issue. So the cool thing with you know Sweden and the um, EU is that they have these things called carbon credits. So when we had the the Paris, you know, Paris words, um, which Trump which decided stupid. to try to pull us out of. Well, so they they work off of a system where you have like carbon credits, right? Mm. So made to hold people accountable. So estimate, you know, U.S. needs this many carbon credits, Germany needs this many, Sweden needs this many, um, and basically it's like an allowance, right? You can mm-hmm. only exhaust so much carbon, and then you know all your businesses that are prime producers of it, you know the factories and shit like that, have to register, you know, with the state and say, hey, I'm making this much carbon, so that way everyone's held accountable. So, with that being said, if you are under your carbon credit. You basically get like a refund. You know what I mean? Like like a tax deduction. Oh, mm-hmm. I overpaid on my carbon credits. I have some left over. Let me turn it back in. Get some extra credits. And uh, it's a cool system um, in theory. And it's it's incentivized. And that's the thing. Since everyone's run by capitalism and money, it incentivizes you to do something about it now. Mm-hmm. Right? If I build a new clean trash burning facility that also makes power, right? As of right now, I go get my tax breaks. I go get you know land at a discounted rate or whatever, and then I start that process so that in ten years I'll be making money back. And companies look at this on you know ten, twenty, fifty year you know levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might estimate though in America that since we don't have that culture, that system in place now, it would take a long time to retrofit everything and make it accountable. Or some of the other countries, like, you know, China doesn't give a fuck because no sleeping dragon is going to devour the world. But in, like, the U.S., for example, it wouldn't be cost-effective for us now. Morally, yeah. Like, forward-thinking, yes, everyone should be making an effort to reduce, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, but... They, like, took recycling away in the city of Brazil, where I live. Right. Recycling is grossly inefficient here. In the they US. just like stop doing it. It produces more uh, <laughs> byproduct than you're ever able to salvage. It takes more man hours. And it's just not it's not profitable, right? If if recycling was profitable, you'd see that shit everywhere. You'd have you know recycling reps come to your house and be like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna choke hands, brother." But it's not the case. It costs them money, and we're not going to maintain something that costs us money in america that doesn't make any fucking sense i'm pretty sure that in the global scale america's one of the lower ones as far as carbon we've uh well yeah we outsource most everything though and we've got a lot of nuclear power plants we do yeah i thought we like stopped doing nuclear we still have them in effect though (laughs) like we built we built a shit ton uh, through like the seventies and eighties, we we've still got a lot going. Hmm. That's interesting. One of my thoughts is like, I guess it kind of got reiterated right here with your little speech there. I don't really think it matters much what we do because no one will do anything about it. You know, uh, nobody's going to stop flying their planes. Nobody's going to stop riding on trains. Nobody's going to stop driving their car. Even the elites, you know, fucking how dare you! Fucking Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. She flies around doing all these little speeches everywhere. Flies around. 
keyword on her private jet, you know. And all these clowns at the UN, you know, they're all meeting in one spot. Well, they didn't walk there, you know. So it, it has to start at the top for anyone else to care, you know. But they're not going to do that. They want you to do it and you to suffer through it. Yep. But they're not going to do it. That's, um, that's a good point, is that just like dodging drafts, right? The wealthy always seem to narrowly or with a, a wide berth are able to escape cultural implications, right? Mm, yeah. They're away from the hood, right? They're away from riots in the street. They've got nice security laden suburban utopias right with their own fucking publics inside their neighborhoods and you've never got to go anywhere yeah um so that's that's a thing right the macro and the micro we could speak about carbon credits right we can talk about countries manipulating their entire uh economic structure to accommodate clean energy it takes a long time mm. you gotta wait for governments and organizations and people going out there and auditing and just new technology it takes a long time but you look at the micro you and me right now just blatant hypocrites okay. you, re you recycle some cans right you did until well, they, they stopped they doing stole it my fucking can that i put my recycling in but yeah i did and uh i turned the lights off all the time mainly because i don't pay the highest light bill but you run, you run water when you brush your teeth? Negative. How long are your showers? Long enough to get clean and I get out. Now, wife and daughter, different story. Son, we clean, me and my son, we clean ourselves and get out. You know, I, I'm more worried about water than anything else, honestly. You know, fucking water goes away, everybody dies. But I have no doubt your children are going to reach um, water rationing in the next 15 years. I don't even think it'll be that far. You know, if you look at, like, aquifers and shit, Arizona, I think. Yeah. They're, like, way the fuck down. <clears throat> that's a that's a whole mess. That's a whole episode is the water <clears throat> crisis um, within the U.S. Where's the dam? Where's the dam at? The Nevada? Hoover Dam. Is that the one? Reservoir? Something reservoir? Uh, Yeah, I think it's It's, like, really reservoir. low to where they're, like, finding, like, shit that they didn't even know was under there. You know? And then there's fucking droughts everywhere. You can't grow food, but you got to have water to grow food. You know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, da. I mean, I, Lake Mead Reservoir. That's the one. Yeah. Lake Mead. Yeah, it's over by um, I mean, Arizona, I, Nevada, yeah. off the Colorado River. That's the one. Yep. Yeah, and they're redirecting that water to go, like... To L.A. Well, to L.A. and to... They're talking about entirely new developments off of that extension... With based off of golf courses, yeah, they're they're not gonna stop building things. No, they're not gonna stop building. Like, anyways, back back to the the micro level, right? Mm -hmm. Be personally accountable. So, you and me, we could take a a literal five gallon bucket of water, right? That's four to ten flushes of your toilet, depending on what kind of toilet you got. Right. Your toilet sucks, by the way. My toilet sucks. But I got the bidet, though. Waste of water for my for my ass. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, but um, <laughs> small small spray. 
but it, we could take like a five gallon bucket of water, sponge bath ourselves, like get clean, wash off, wash off, and then be done. Five gallons. We're what the average runtime of a shower. Let me see if I can pull this up. I'm just curious. Um, I think my average shower is probably five to ten minutes. Uh, so uses a flow of two point one gallons per minute. Each shower uses more than sixteen gallons of water. Right, it's an eight minute shower. Eight minutes still isn't that long. You know yeah. what I mean? You let the water start running for two minutes. That's right. four gallons right there, just to get warm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, do you think about how much waste we have individually? Waste a bunch of fucking shit, man. Food, everything. All of it. But we could start the change, right? The change starts with you. Be the change you want to see in the world. There's no better time than now. No better place than here. I mean, I'm working on all that stuff. I want to get solar panels. But everything costs so much. That's the other end of it. You know, shit's... I'm not rich. So, I can't just be like, put a bunch of shit on my house. You know? Yeah. I, uh... I have to save and die for it so i watched an episode of community last night and uh one of the primary characters jeff he like loses his apartment and he's poor as fuck he's living out of his car and everyone's ragging him on it for it and then uh she uh the female love interest i I suppose or whatever comes around and notices that he's like living in some dude's dorm because it's a college sitcom so he's living in some of the guy's dorms, eating cereal, like vegging out. He's like, I spent five cents. In the he's like, I spent like, you know, 75 cents in the last three days. Right? He was just vegetating, right? Not nice. doing anything. And um, she she runs back and like drops off his French pristine, like super expensive faucets from his apartment. She broke in there and stole the shit. Mm. And she's like. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe there's nothing else to you except for consumption. Maybe your entire personality is based around the objects that you own, and that validates you. She's like, I want that Jeff back. Oh, <laughs> he was more fun than this hippie, basically. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we are consumers. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, oh fuck, man, your your worth is directly related to the amount of objects that you can claim ownership of. Which at the end of the day, no one owns anything. You have temporary use of. Yeah. Like you talk about the apocalypse. Yeah. During the apocalypse, actually, come up to your $16 million mansion, but this is my $16 million mansion now. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you don't know how to fight, you don't get to keep it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um. It wasn't Bill Burr. It was like, you know, get some powdered food and get some rice. Just go grow a garden. And he's like, that's fine and dandy, but all you're doing is collecting food for the toughest guy on the block. If you don't know how to fight, he's going to hold you upside down and, like, take all your gold coins. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so we we could do this, and it takes, like, a huge cultural movement. And, of course, we're going to... People d- are dying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, literally, you could attribute, uh, depending on how you, how you want to view the data, the erratic nature of storms and natural phenomenon, droughts and such, to our actions and we all you me everyone listening to our podcast every neighbor that you have could make drastic changes to how we personally live yeah then, we could but the, the elites won't so nothing will happen anyway well you think the elites are like 0.01 percent 
Yeah, they got the biggest carbon footprint out of anybody. If you take the whole world, politicians and rich people and private jet flying motherfuckers. Still negligible. We we could, for every 10 of us, every 100 of us, to the amount of carbon that they use or materials or whatever, we, we could absolutely make a difference. Now, Nobody's going to. No, because we don't want to suffer, right? We'll, we'll take the happiness today, the hot 20-minute shower today, and it it cannot physically, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, like we cannot exist in a state of absolute suffering all the time. If we were cognizant of the fact that, like, you know, visualizing our child, you know, gasping and dying of, you know, dehydration while we're taking a shower. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's, <laughs> that's the awesome. thing. Chapped lips, fucking dusty mouth. Mom, mom, thirsty. And while you're taking your 30-minute shower because, you know, you had a long day at work or whatever, we couldn't live like that, right? Our brains are not equipped for that sort of trauma. Um, but we, we need to start making motions and movements. We need to hold ourselves accountable, like, now because we can't go back in time to change anything now the industrialization part of it i believe industrial manufacturing still accounts for like 30 percent more water waste than um like residential yeah to build the little microchips they're always running water over their drills and stuff like that you can't take these rare earth metals back out of the water like it's like uh heavy water yeah there's well that, that, is that what it's with, called? Yeah, heavy water is more like a nuclear thing that they use. Yeah. To but make bombs. There <laughs> you you wind up with a lot of bad water. Yeah, right. Like Fat water, heavy water, you know, gray water, it, it's all the same, right? There's Black a lot of water. insoluble things or, or super soluble things that we can't make potable again. Um and that's a that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a big problem. So we we need to hit it on both fronts. The, the the macro needs to be held accountable for the same amount as the micro. But the macro hits someone's bottom line dollar. The micro hits our like moment to moment enjoyment of life. Yeah. That's hard to change. Yeah. I mean, people want to be comfortable. That's kind of how society works. Um but, I mean, you listen to, like, the president that we need to do this and we need to do that while he's flying around his jet. Like, if you're a leader, you got to lead by example. He's got his, whatever, 47 or 1957 Corvette that he rides around in just dumping gas, you know. And he goes to, like, the fucking electric car company. And they had a Corvette over there, and he goes and gets in it, and fucking he's revving it up on the commercial, and like you're not convincing anybody, man. You know this is this is you're riding around in cars, dude, and you're riding around in jets, and you're riding on trains, just massive amounts of emissions. You know, you know he's he's a busy guy. Like he's got to be all over the country I to get, get to places. That. I get that, but you're telling us. To buy an electric car while you're riding around. Oh, fuck. No, Biden's on the Amtrak. He'll be here next week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On the fucking Amtrak. Oh, Amtrak. You know, uh, you're telling us 
to, you know, reduce this and, and stop doing that. And But you're not. And I mean, I understand you're running the country. I get it. But, you know, you weren't running the country before you were the president and you were still flying around on your jets and mm-hmm. planes. And the president before that has his own plane. Yeah. There's, you know, like Air Force One can fly and for how long? Three days without yeah, landing? Yeah, it's pretty wild. They do. You know how much diesel fuel that is, man? <laughs> JP5. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking diesel fuel. But, you know, like, I think that issues compete with each other to get funding. Mm-hmm. So. Like, like which? Well, like, you know, if, if global warming <laughs> or climate change wasn't super prevalent, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, man, it's all good. You know, we don't need any money. They're not going to do that. They're going to be like, oh, man, the ozone load is breaking and the polar ice caps are melting and we need to have funding to see why. And, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, I mean, I'm a little older than you. So everything's 10 years out. You know, like when I was a kid. Perpetually. That's just what they say. I don't know if it's true or not, but like I, when I was a kid, the ozone layer was the big deal. You know? mm-hmm. I haven't heard about the ozone layer in, since I got out of middle school. You know? Yeah. Nobody said, oh, there's a hole in the ozone layer and it's doing this and this and that. That was like all over the news everywhere. <laughs> I think a lot of the bias and like the conflicting of the data or whatever you want to go to science, mm-hmm. which means science is in itself, you know, meant to be questioned. Like, am I doing this right? Is everything's a yeah, hypothesis? Yeah, the process can always be refined. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's supposed to, like, you did your project, <clears throat> and I have to do my project, see if your project's right, you know, yep. shit like that. It's always like that. Um, but I think a lot of the media is uh, making this bias, you know, because... Some guy will say something on some news. Oh, you know, we're working on this project here. We're working on this data that shows that this might happen. The end of the world's coming. The polar ice caps are melting. The water's going to rise. Florida's going to be gone. Instantly, without actually reading the article. I think that's a lot of the problem is people don't just it's click. They just click bait. It's just they look at it. Oh, my God, the world's ending, you know, or. The water level is going to rise in 20 minutes. Yeah, friction drama draws attention. That's why this podcast is called Blunt Force Drama. Yeah, you know, um, to get funding, though, you have to scare people, I think. You know, especially like politicians, you have to scare people. So, you know, in a little bit of the data that I was looking at, um, there's this lady, Judith Curry. She was like a climatologist forever and like highly celebrated. Like she was, you know, top of the line. I think the premier climatologist yeah, of our generation. Yeah, shit like that. You know, she was part of a group of these people, and pretty sure it was like two thousand ish. You know, when she was in there, two thousand tens, around that era, <laughs> when she was uh, still doing it. She quit. Right. So I wonder why. Well, she quit because uh, she talked about this thing, climate gate. Everything's got a gate, you know? Yeah. Basically, she said a lot of the peers that she had and stuff and a lot of the people that were in that realm had, like, a plot among them 
to, uh, I guess, to discredit the, the findings well, to some degree or, or modify the them. The ones that were going against it, they were trying to silence them, sort of. Yeah. The ones that were like, hey, you know, that's not really what's showing. Um, I think it's this. But nobody really knows either. You know, so they were basically like trying to shut them down and like having like a, a group against them. And they... Um, right, and, and the reason is because those scientists that are trying to silence the other ones are walking out the door with more money coming from right, somewhere. that's my point. It's like, how do we know who's right here? You know, because like the ones that want to talk about it get silenced right and fired and they get um called deniers and heretics even they called the i remember this when i was a kid i think it was in the 90s actually right they were getting labeled as like heretics for denying the science of the climate change you know trying to you know because they disagreed and then she said that like there's a lot of people that she knows that want to come forward and say like you know it's not as bad as they're saying it you know, everything changes and, you know, it might right. have something to do with it, but it's not going to be like tomorrow or the next 10 years or even the next 20 years, you know. And uh, the interviewer guy was like, well, why don't they say anything? It's like, well, they're scared of losing their job or, you know, their whole livelihood because when motherfuckers want to shut you down, that's what they do. Just look at Facebook. Yeah. I fucking, they shut you the fuck off. In seconds. Yeah, you become excommunicated, blacklisted, no longer a reliable source so, of information. Yeah, she just quit. Yeah. She was like, fuck it, no, this ain't worth it. You know, and she was one of the top scientists. So, you know, there's things like that that um, you know, I don't really trust a whole lot of anything, uh, especially government funding. So if it was like an independent, which I'm sure you could find, and uh, they were like doing their thing, but as soon as the government starts looking into things and funding things, I'm kind of like, yeah. Yeah, but you'll never, you'll never know. You'll never be comfortable enough. You'll assume every independent has some sort of ulterior motive, just because that's our status quo. You know what I mean? Unless you're there, performing the the study yourself. You know what I mean? You'll always be suspicious of outside influence. I think, like, uh, I mean, even Elon Musk talked about this. You know, um, I actually kind of trust him more than our government. You know, because he doesn't really need their money, so. He's probably right, you know, most of the time. But I really don't trust the government. And when they start pumping money into shit, who fucking knows what they're doing? Hey, man, we'll give you this $30 billion to uh, say this. You know, so I don't know if it's real or if it's not real, but I don't fully trust anything or anyone, usually. So, <clears throat> we talked about data. We talked about... <clears throat> you know, corroborated data between agencies, organizations, scientists, so they can be lobbied. You know, the expanse that we've had uh, data collected in the last century or so, mm-hmm. that's reliable and acute and able to be put into a model and generated for research and uh, analysis. But at the end of the day, you know, you and I know, right, we have one individual, right? Take say a, a single bachelor has got a car he's got his own condo he might have gone through five or six cars in his life right stuff that hopefully gets recycled you know but there's still a lot of elements to that you know plastics and rubber and you know oil gas the amount of 
consumption based on raw and processed materials for one individual throughout the course of their lifetime is absolute insanity when you think about primitive man who's running around, he's got his spear, he's got his loincloth, he's got whatever, you know, rucksack that he can carry. All of those natural materials are going to return to the planet. Everything that he consumes and does returns to the natural cycle. Everything that we're doing, drawing billions of gallons, maybe trillions of gallons of oil, just literally leaving empty pockets in the planet, right? Pulling all of this water away from its natural, you know, trajectory and course of the, you know, the water cycle, pulling up all of this, you know, concrete and steel, rare earth metals, and just like manufactured homes and roads, that's got to change the thermal value of the surface, right? Grass is like 20 to 30 degrees cooler for a reason, right? Trees provide shade and and reflect and change where that heat is is being stored. When you have a 40-story skyscraper and three parking garages just made of stone and steel around it, like that's the reason like cities are their own thermoclines. Like they have their own weather. Yeah. They're warm until like I, I was doing uh work on my car at my apartment because it was all it was busted to shit. And I couldn't work on my car until almost one in the morning. Like at least like eleven o'clock it was still warm because of the asphalt. You know, I'm laying under there yeah. trying to wrench. I'm like, I I can't. Sun went down three, four hours ago. It's still too hot to work. Oh yeah. I work on the asphalt outside all day. Yeah, and it's... you came outside the other day and was like, "It's hot out here." I was like, "Get the fuck away from me!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I appreciate guy. the AC, but like, you you cannot deny but even the AC though. AC makes shit hotter because it's you know it's yeah, pumping it cold radiator. air in there and then it's pumping hot air out into the atmosphere. Yeah, but that's that's changing. Yeah, that, that's changing some values. But I I, I, I mean, wouldn't you have a whole think... city of like an AC's running. It makes a big difference. Yeah, I think just the mass, like, you know, roof tiles. Think of how hot roof tiles are. Holy fuck. Probably 140, 150 degrees. Yeah, go back to Sweden. They painted their roads white. Which is blacktop's fucking hot. Yeah. You know, so they painted their roads white because, and then, you know, they painted like half the road white and half, it was half of it was still black. And they had a little trigger, you know, thermometer. Mm-hmm. And they went between them. And it was like 30 degrees cooler. Correct. Because they painted it white. Yeah, just that simple change. I just wonder, like, if we did that here, you know, because it's kind of, like, hard to see when everything's white. Because, I mean, I've been mm-hmm. in whiteouts. You're like, oh, fuck, man. Like, right. Your, light, your eyes can't adjust. Well, it's you know, maybe gray. Light gray. Anyway. Yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot that I think we are just blissfully ignorant of right like like i said we can't exist in a constant state of guilt and fear all the time but i look around at everything that i've consumed i'm only like a half or a third way through my life probably i've still got a lot more to go provided oh, yeah. i find money at some point <laughs> in my career yeah. and i get a boat i get you know a house second house you know, three cars truck cabin somewhere like there's I'll there's, take just the cabin. Yeah, there's so much. We we can't sustain that. So 
there's there's some conspiracy theories out there based off of uh this organization which is informal it's called the club of rome and it's some sort of that like woo woo high level illuminati one world uh yeah, yeah. type stuff it's like david rockefeller like like yeah, the new, rockefellers new world order kind of shit. yeah he came in um it was founded in 1968 in like the early 80s he was having public uh discourses on population reduction he's like well you know, Bill Gates. we need two thirds of the population to be removed in the next forty years for us to reach a happy, steady uh, quality of life for everyone. How that is yeah, achieved, is I hope guy. that it is slow. And it's like, man, just once, yeah, yeah. He's he's talking about culling billions of people. I hope's the keyword. Yeah, but there's there's invested interest in reducing population because. The, the less population we have, the more we can afford to live luxuriously. Um, Bill Gates, he's a big uh, population controller guy. And I don't trust that fucker at all. And when you stick have... to Microsoft, homie. Just yeah, leave I, the I rest think of the world alone. <laughs> he suffers on an aside. I think he suffers from what most people would suffer, like the, the Rockefeller. Anytime you have someone who has extreme cultural, maybe not even like like significance you can take that significance and put that into influence you know what i mean and i think that they they misalign his significance with his influence and start to attribute like the internet can say ask, literally ask a question and it becomes an entire narr- narrative mm-hmm. and like he just has that orbiting around him there's plenty of people that have that same sort of effect like you can't extrapolate yourself from your celebrity yeah. and all the crazy shit that's going to be said about you. Well, I get that, but at the same time, this dude's like buying up all the farmland in like Wyoming and Montana. He's a he's a, a chicken farmer. Yeah, we're having egg shortages. Money's going to make money. Uh-huh. You control the food, you control it's, the population. Called, Back to the prepping episode. Diversified portfolio. Well, he's supposed to be a, you know, want to help the world person, but he's fucking buying all the land up and selling eggs at a million dollars a carton, <laughs> you know? But anyway, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's probably real. I don't, still don't know for sure, neither does anybody else. Um, you know, we had a fucking ice age, and there wasn't uh, woolly mammoths riding around in cars and building stone structures and shit, and it still happened. Uh, you know, some things I was watching was like, uh, like El Nino and... There's another one, La, La, Nino, La Nino. La Nino, yeah. And uh, it's like rain cycles, and, and they're really unpredictable. Heat cycles, cold cycles, these things. And then there's like you know, all kinds of theories about like the wobble of the earth and right. how every so so many years, so many thousand years or whatever, it like goes off the normal trajectory and kind of gets further away and... There was like a cryon period where like the whole world was fucking like absolutely frozen. Mm-hmm. And there was like nothing that affected that anyway. The only thing that lived was like bacteria. And, you know, so I mean, it's just been happening forever. So I'm sure that, you know, people are accelerating or affecting it, but it's probably going to happen anyway. Even if people died, I'm all died out because of it. It's probably going to reset and still do it again later. Yeah, so we, as as people, um, I think are 
uh, I guess our survival is hinged on civilization. Yes. If civilization goes away, it's going to be real hard for us to survive in the midst of a period of solar flares or an ice age. Like we've done it before because we were closer, you know what I mean? But animals and plants, like they've they've rebounded, you know, historically. We're looking at like almost a million animal and plant species on like the verge of extinction. Like twenty five percent of mammals, well and forty percent of amphibians, thirty three percent species of sharks, twenty five percent of plant groups, um are all under under threat because of human development and Oh, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, so you can look at the cycles of the earth and be like, Oh yeah, or well we just we just happen to be at one. True, we don't know that a solar flare, a massive coronal uh, ejection isn't scheduled to show up tomorrow, right? Because it travels at the speed of light just about. Like, we could be buffeted by EMPs and solar waves drowning us in like a hundred times the normal radiation that we normally get. That would suck. Or it would, it would blow. Our entire infrastructure would cripple. You'd have like super evaporation of you know water and the atmosphere and of end of the world type stuff just from like something we can't predict we right. can't see it could just happen a cosmic ray from some quasar 400 million light years away could have happened and by the time like we finish this conversation it could hit us and literally destroy the planet just blow us to bits and we wouldn't know any better yep that doesn't excuse the shit that we do know better about the shit that we can see with our eyes and feel it and like the math just doesn't add up so even if we are in a a natural cycle there is no doubt in my mind that we are artificially accelerating this cycle in a a negative way and the way that we're doing that it is not um, repairable in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like, we can't put oil back in the fucking earth. We can't take all of this water that's been moved around that is historically in a natural progression going to return to the aquifers, right? Now it's returning to aquifers with heavy metals and radiation and plastics and, you know, toxins. It's yep. like, we we have done irreparable damage. And I think that we really need to start holding ourselves accountable like it doesn't cost anything for you to have 10 bags cloth bags or they've been selling these motherfuckers i have those yeah they've been selling them for like 30 40 years like i don't throw away plastic plastic bags i keep them for other things yeah i've got i think Publix, uh one of our local businesses here is able to take your plastic bags and they compress them down and make like raw plastic for recycling and that way it's just plastic bags. There's very I minimal have, like, processes. With these bags, I try like melt them down and make like, hard plates out of them. And stuff. With like fuel, you melt them down with a uh, yeah. gas. Wood, I guess, is a fuel, right? Yeah. Like put them in a pot, like heat them. Oh, okay. You know? Just just a direct heat. Yeah, like like put on a stove, warm on a stove because it smells bad. But you know, mm-hmm. like outside, and yeah, just want to see what like you can make out of them. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've 
trying to be more like self-reliant, like the prepping episode. So, mm-hmm. you know, like landfills are fucking terrible. Um, so I try not to throw bags away. Uh, newspapers and shit probably are okay. Well, you can eat, I, I don't even throw those away though. I burn them, you know, I use them to start fires and shit. Uh, got chickens, so I don't have to worry about Bill Gates and his fucking eggs. Um, and like the food that I don't eat, like the leftovers and shit, <clears throat> even like the you know, pieces that are left over from cooking it, yeah. you know, like cut, cut off and shit, you know, you throw those out there and they eat them and then they make you eggs. Yeah. Um, I have a composter for like soil, you know, so you put your biodegradables in there, you yeah. know, fucking food and, and shit duty. like that. Yeah, and chicken shit. Yeah. You know, so I put all that in there in the barrel and it rots and turns into soil and then I can use that for growing new plants. And it's a never ending. Yeah, the circle of life. Yeah. Um, the whole thing then, like when the chicken dies, you know, I throw it in there and it becomes soil too. Um, or plant it in the, put it in the bottom of the, fruit tree or whatever and then it becomes fertilizer I try to do that um and that said i'd like to have i, I would like to live off grid completely yeah if that's I a could, dream for a lot of people if i could afford it you know uh, shit's expensive like i said and, you know i, I want to get solar panels and uh well there's a reason people came to the city was to make money right because yeah. it's it's hard there's very little fallback that's why, like, the Dust Bowl happened and you had, like, the Great Migration across the U.S. Because there, there was nothing else. There was no fallback for these farmers that live literally off of the land and are kind of indentured servants to the companies that they, they sell to. Yeah. So if you were to try to live off-grid, man, it's expensive. You need, you need residual income coming in. You can't just profit and self-sustain in most well, circumstances. That's the problem is everything costs too fucking much and uh, changing for the better even costs too much. Um, organic food costs way more than processed mm-hmm. piece of shit food, you know? Um, being healthy costs more. You go to McDonald's, the, goddamn sal- the salad was like $15 and you get 15 cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what are you going to do? Well, let's see here. Spend fucking five dollars and eat five cheeseburgers. We're a bunch of gluttonous fat fucks that don't care about anything but what's in front of us. And I think that's part of the problem too. Yeah, we're trying to solve new problems with old solutions. Like you look at farming, right? Yep. Farming is incredibly wasteful. Changes yeah. just the physical, you know, nature Fertilizer. of that part of land. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, right? Exactly. You talk about agriculture as a whole you showed a picture of me who's uh who's that dude is a big time hunter who's talking about farming kills more animals than he does um ted nugent ted nugent yeah he's like well you you harassed me for shooting one deer but you look at your farmers and he's chopping yeah. up tens wanna... of thousands of ground moles and squirrels and, and that, boxes yeah, and... that same kind of argument was in uh, yellowstone <laughs> he's a fucking cow guy Cowboy. Cow rancher. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cattle um, hand. Uh, he's the owner. He's like a fucking cow dude. Anyway. And, and it's called uh, a minotaur. Some shit. You know, so 
the vegans were having a fucking protest about him being the cowboy. And uh, he's like, you know, you want to see real murder, be a vegan. You know, you, you kill the moles and you kill the worms and you poison the soil and just for your fucking tofu. So, you know, there's that too. I mean. Yeah, but that's, so that's done the wrong way. Have you heard of like hydroponics and aquaponics? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course I've heard of hydroponics, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's put in a bong rip sound. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a college down here in Florida that made a self-sufficient aquaponic hydroponic. Thank you. <coughs> anyway. <laughs> um, an entirely self-sufficient system. You literally would just have a bin that you put fish food into then you'd have a another bin that you put fertilizer into to start it off you, you prime it basically yep. and the the system like what made this different was that their software was dialed in for this particular building this this setup so it would open up windows at certain times of day in certain weathers to modify the humidity change the sunlight you know vent certain gases but the fish swim around in the water. They eat the food. They poop. The poop fertilizes the plants. You know, the plants bring back different uh, nutrients to the water. And it's this, like, perfectly symbiotic system. And yeah, a lot of preppers do that. Yeah. It, pools and stuff. It takes, it takes some dialing in to get it right. But once you do, it's like a perpetually sustainable system with virtually no waste. Where, yeah, yeah. and plants just grow better you can get yields in an artificial environment you can yeah, you can the harvest the fertilizers the uh, fish shit yeah and you can eat the fish and the plants yeah you could harvest like a spinach crop which you don't need pesticides for right because right. it's in a vacuum sealed environment you're not worried about blight from other crops you're not worried about storms you're not worried about rain you don't have to have the same soil right it's it's all the cleanest spinach you could have, you can cull that crop literally every month, right? It grows better yeah. versus a plot where they're growing spinach. Like something like 90% or more of the water is wasted, where 0% of the water is wasted. It's yeah. either in the spinach or it's in the pond, and that, right. that's it. Right. Um, so yeah, they won't do that no, well, there. Some people are starting to. You look at a lot of the buildings that are being built with like moss and vines on the side of them to try to reduce their thermal um, value and increase, you know, respiration of uh, carbon dioxide in the city. There's a hydroponics place, like a uh, fruit. They sell it, mm -hmm. like a you pick hydroponics place on the rain road. That's awesome. There's they got these little like towers. With these like little cups, it looks almost like aliens. Shit. Um, yeah, it look it looks sci-fi as hell. It's weird, but they have plants growing out of it, and then you go out there and pick them. It's pretty dope. Yeah, and that's that's the setup, and they they're super low power consumption because they use UV light. I'm actually really good at hydroponics. Maybe you should uh, get a cargo container and start building your farm inside of one. Again, costs money. I have the huge plans. You know, but money is the issue. And and 
having the area to do it in. Like, I don't have a big yard. So, so you got to build up. I got to move. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Get out of the ghetto. Go I got to move either somewhere else or apocalypse has to happen so I can take over everything in the area. Anyway, but yeah. Um, it's definitely a lot of ways to do things that are better, but nobody does it because they've been doing it for thousands of years. Yeah. It's just an ending, never ending. But a lot of new problems with old solutions that aren't right. working out. Yeah, it's just... Uh, there's literally like uh, a lake, or actually, I think it's more like a sea. You heard about this, the the Sultan Sea? It's uh, the one that's like super irradiated. And yeah, deadly. it's all fucked up, man. It's like somewhere from the off the Colorado River. Uh, the Sultan Sea, a shallow, landlocked, highly saline body of water in Riverside and Imperial counties at the southern end of the uh, state of California. All right, so it was actually a mistake that it got there. They were trying to irrigate for uh, agriculture off that river that runs through. I think it's Colorado River, right? So they were trying to irrigate off of it, so they dug these trenches, and then it overflowed into this, like, valley and created this sea, you know? And uh, they built, like, a whole town around it, and it was, like, awesome, you know, like, fucking in the 50s, you know, they're uh, fishing and fucking jet skiing. And there's a whole, like, condo, right? you know, area around there. And you build it, they will come. It was if you like, build it by accident, they will come. Yeah, so, you know, and then they started doing the agriculture off of that water and uh, all the... Uh, fertilizers and shit were draining back into the water and it killed all the fish and you can't swim in it you know yeah, nothing so can live in it. it's like the dead sea almost yeah it's one of the world's largest inland seas and lowest spots on the earth at minus 227 feet below sea level so when you get all that runoff it's going there right and uh that was a man-made thing it was an accident actually but and if, if it happened and then they just left it alone and didn't try to do a bunch of shit, it would it would be still thriving, you know. Um, but they didn't, and they fucked it all up. And now nothing can live there. You can't swim in it. And there's like this white powder all over the... It looks like sand. Right. But it's it's dead fish. It's like fish scales everywhere on the ground. Huh. Um, so that's just one example of how people fuck shit up. Uh, well, no, it's not even a lot of people that even know about that anymore, you know? So there's all that water that you can't do anything with. And there's so much water that's wasted, but we have this giant body of water that we can't even do anything with. You can't clean it. You can't do shit. Um, so it's just a big waste. And then I think about crazy stuff like this all the time. You know, uh, there's like, Missile silos all over the all over the United States from like the Cold War. They're like eleven stories deep. Somebody actually made like a condo bunker out of one. Yeah, luxury apocalypse bunker. Yeah, it was kind of cool, but most of them were full of water, full of rainwater. You know, right? As you do, and uh, they know where they are. 
You know? Yeah, government didn't fucking lose them. There's <laughs> hundreds of thousands of gallons of water in these things. You imagine an 11-story building being full of water. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking water. There's hundreds of thousands of gallons of water. How about we go pump that shit into some trucks, store that shit somewhere, because it's basically clean water. I mean, it doesn't have heavy metals and fucking salt where you can't even right. look at it, you know? <laughs> so it could be cleaned, and then they would have clean water. And there's... I don't know how many exactly, but there's a bunch. You know, they're all over the world. That's one solution to, uh, you know, shit like that. And then there's, like, closed down nuclear plants. That, there's actually a nuclear plant that never got finished. Mm -hmm. You know, that was almost ready to open, but they never actually turned it on. And they never brought the uranium or whatever it is in there. So, like, the, the big fucking steam towers full of yeah. water. Fucking... Hundreds of thousands of gallons of water. Nobody's doing nothing. You know, use it. I don't know why they don't fucking use it. You know why they don't use it? Because they want to control you with fear. That and it, it's expensive. The amount of work that it would be to get access to. I mean, it's not just you can't just put a faucet on the side of the cooling tower and be like, oh, here's your water. We got pumps. Pump that shit the fuck out. You know, put put it in trucks. Take it somewhere or something. Pump it. Make a hole in the ground and make a new lake. You did it over there by accident. Pump that shit out where you can use it somewhere. Pump it into, through a filter, into the the closest body of water. You know? Like, if there's, like, a river. Right. Put it through a filter so you make sure you don't kill nothing. You know, because you don't really know what's in there. And then pump it into the next, the fresh water supply and you got more water. So, um... So about this, what are your thoughts on? We, we talked a little bit about the uh, the Rome, the Club of Rome, right? David Rockefeller. Have you seen the uh, Georgia? Was it called Capstone or, or Monolith Stone Project? No, the Georgia Guidestones. That's what it is. Uh, sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't think I remember what it was. Uh, so it's a series of. I guess five oh, total. Yeah, it's like uh, how to rebuild, right? It's right. Like yeah. In all these different languages. Yep. Yeah, I have heard about this. Yeah. So, uh, was made back in like the eighties. Huge, and the guy was inspired by Stonehenge. So he comes this granite builder. He says, "Hey, make me Stonehenge, but with instructions on how to rebuild society." It's fucking awesome. In thirteen languages, and the guy's like, "Oh, that's a weird request." He's like, "I've got money," so he verifies he's got the money runs anonymous funds the project they get it built it was just bombed recently someone destroyed it what yeah oh fuck we're all gonna die <laughs> and the government didn't investigate they it's just because it was them i know like it's the dumbest shit it's like you know uh, they blew it up for real it's like gone gone it's like, it's like a cop that killed his wife and then called 911 he said don't worry i'm responding to the crime he's like oh yeah she's dead i don't know what happened <laughs> It's got gone, gone for real. Yeah, no. Uh, they're heavily damaged in bombing and were dismantled later that day, as of July sixth, twenty twenty two. Fuck, man, it's over, fellers. It's uh, it's done. 
Yeah, so... So start learning shit now because the Guidestones are gone. <laughs> yeah. An explosive Fuck. device was detonated at the site, destroying the Swahil slash Hindi language lab and causing significant damage to the capstone, right at the very top that holds them all together. Uh, CCTV footage recorded a vehicle leaving a scene and police investigated the incident. A black vehicle that said FBI uh, on the side of it. The remaining stones <laughs> were dismantled by authorities for safety reasons later in the day with a backhoe opening the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. With a backhoe. They fucking broke them. Yeah. You know they broke Granted, it's hard, but it's like really easy to break. They mm-hmm. fucking broke the shit out of that stuff. Yeah. And pulled everything off the site. Fuck. It's over, that's, man. Yeah, that's not... the And they did that that day, that same fucking day. There was no investigation where this bomb came yeah, from or anything. From? They're just like, get this shit out of here. So... Fucking <laughs> over, Dave. Yeah, so in, in the Georgia Guidestones and a lot of metrics that people, you know, scientists, anthropologists and, and such, um, futurists, they like to adhere to, because we're, we're people, we like ones, twos, fives, and tens, right? Yep. So they say 500 million people is our, our maximum sustainable population for the world the whole world the whole world to that's that's their perfect 300 million people just in the u.s there's yeah 347 million or something like that last time i checked the census um well that's considering that anybody actually you know they send them little surveys around how many people in your family i don't answer that shit i mean they can get metrics but between other stuff too like there's a lot of inferring they they understand not everyone's going to fill out that stupid book and send it back yeah. to them but yeah throughout the whole world we're up eight point something billion getting close to nine billion people that's a lot of people to get rid of to get down to 500 million i mean not that hard <laughs> To Consid- leave to consider. leave a world that we could exist in afterwards. Uh, uh, I mean, that's why you have wars, and that's why you have uh, famine, and that's why you have fucking viruses. Yeah, so there's a bunch of conspiracy theories that, you know, the ultra-elite Illuminati Rome Club, uh, or Club of Rome, like, what, they created the, the COVID virus to get rid of us, and they... You know, artificially chemtrails in the sky to cause cancer, and you know they control us with fat food, so we all die of diabetes and heart disease. And it's like you could that one though, right? No, so <laughs> you, there's not that, not that far fetched. There's man. a lot of fruit that is ripe for the picking for our conspiracy theory episode. Yeah, that that last one there is pretty pretty fucking easy to look at. Right, but that's all that's all slow stuff. So in the Georgia Guidestones, um. They have like a, a one world order, effectively. Like, I don't want to say one world order, but it's like there should be a world court. Let nations do nation things, do whatever they want to do in their own nation. But if you have disagreements, that needs to be settled in a world court. And uh, yeah, so you look at if well, wait, we are, are these uh, are these like on file somewhere? Yeah, yeah. There's there's the, the, what, what was said. said is known. It's not like completely lost. Yeah, okay. Someone someone took a picture at some point. You know what I mean? But um, the these rules uh, <laughs> or, or guidelines for rebuilding society well, could also be applied to like a perfect society. So when we start breaking down what we're doing to the environment and like overpopulation, in order for us to sustain sustain 
happy lifestyles, comfortable lifestyles that would be arguably we'd perceive as like worth living, you know, because we don't want to go back to living, sleeping on the dirt and being chased around by wild animals and hunter gathering. Right. We want TV. We want we want a Netflix and chill. We want to get buffalo wings and drink beer on game day. But in order to have that same sort of standard of life, we need to drastically reduce the population in order for us to be able to perpetuate and I mean, keep is, is that your view or is that what you're saying that they think? That's what they think and that's what I I believe. I, I think we are vastly overpopulating and the it, it could be feasible that we... There's definitely too many people in the world. Yeah, it, it could be feasible <laughs> that we could support 10 billion people if Fuck we did that. it correctly but we're not doing it correctly and we haven't been damage has been done i don't like people no when you look at any (laughs) other animal the reason why we go hunting right is to cull apex predators or you know um well sometimes so like you're you're either killing the deer or you're killing the wolves right because it's it's out of whack it'll they'll eat and overfuck and overpopulate and cause yeah, yeah. devastation um, to the environment and the like natural the chain. thing so humans are the apex of the apex predators yeah. we have no other natural predators except ourselves yeah so we are blowing up and we are you're, causing devastation so you're 100% accurate on this dave so we need we need a calling <sighs> I don't mean calling as in like start, you know, shooting your neighbor, but I, I do believe that we should be responsible with our reproduction, right? Uh, uh, what's this got to do with global warming? Because the amount of resources that we consume, right, per yeah. per person, per capita, in order so, to get to I mean, good. How do you do that though? Like China? Yeah. Start having one kid. A couple has one kid. I mean, I have two. Well, isn't it not supposed to be? It's like you can have as many over there, like as many boys as you want, but because yeah, the, the boys were more productive. Well, I don't know about now, but like I remember when I was young, like uh, there was more girls than boys over there, but mm-hmm. like a lot. Yeah. So they're like, you can have as many boys as you want, but you only have one girl. What if it's a girl, Dave? Then what do you do? Kill it? Oh, me? No. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, if you put a thing on there, so you can have one kid. Well, you know, shit happens. I mean, so you you'd argue, not you specifically, but like the, the argument can be made. Like, I don't want the government telling me how many kids that I could have. It's like, okay, great. Well, you are a person on this planet. Your actions affect everyone else. And I yeah. think that it's it should be up to us to have this like global discussion or a personal discussion or just. Even if you're not, the message doesn't need to come from on high to be received. You know what I mean? You can look, you can find, you can see the message and take it to heart yourself. You could decide, yeah, it makes sense for me to only have one kid. Or a lot of couples are having no kids. You know what I mean? Um, I think if you start doing that, though, then like, uh, you get like idiocracy. You see that movie? Yeah, if you don't have... You got like the smart people that are waiting for this and that to have kids, and then you got the dumb redneck that has kids with everyone in the town. For sure. And then they're all stupid. Yeah, based on <laughs> a couple metrics. I think one of the older metrics they, they pull up a lot is like high, 
high IQ, quote unquote, which doesn't necessarily equate to human value or worth. Um, not at all, but like. You also have to be functioning enough to function in society. Yeah. So, again, they they uh, they correlated the high IQ with a productive functioning member of society and a low IQ with someone traditionally who is going to be on some sort of welfare system, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you put it that way, you said high IQ families were averaging like one and a half children, and low IQ were averaging like four to five. It was a gross indifference, and so part of the discussion on the George Guidestones was its insinuation of eugenics that we should be building better children physically intellectually like morally what do you mean building like training like darwinism coal so that's what eugenics is like specifically calling a population or guiding it towards specific desirable traits versus just random freedom of traits so like and then you they a lot of conspiracy theorists would slap nazi on that you know what i mean but Uh, i can see that sort of the core of it is like yeah we should be healthy we should be productive um we should be smarter than you you always want your children to be better than you were it's true um but yeah the those not less productive as far as like you know draining on the welfare Mm. system and everything else uh families well, I mean, there's literally people that have kids just for the money. Yeah. It's and crazy the amount of signs you see. In America. You got kids, $10,000 in your pocket right now. Yeah. It's... Which you don't get that this year, by the way. Good. They should not be incentivized to because, have more kids. Because uh, they gave it to us. You don't have kids, but they gave it to us throughout the year as a COVID stimulus. stimulus. Yeah. yeah. So you don't get that this year. Uh, yeah, moral, moral of the story is that <laughs> I... I personally believe I, I personally believe we should maintain a strict like two child policy. Even two children policy would be okay as far as in generations to come reducing the strain on the environment. Like there's too many motherfuckers doing too much. Uh-huh. Well what if you well, a lot of people have three kids? No, I'm not talking like don't kill your third child that's 18 years old. You know what I mean? But no, no, no. I mean, going like, forward, new like, ones though. What do you do with the new one? Do you so you're not going to kill them? We're not well, entering this dystopia. But you well, then how do you how do you stop it from happening? You fucking you. There's plenty of things you could do, right? They you you apply. I think the Georgia Guidestones suggested apply legal and societal pressures to discourage. Uh, overpopulation okay now that doesn't say that you go castrate that dude but you, know I mean? there's you find there's, them there's all kinds of ways to not have kids there's birth control infinite number of ways to not there's have all kids kinds. Um, well like people at work you know like Nick has three kids mm-hmm. if we had this societal thing going on here uh, and he had his daughter's what do we do about it? Oh, he, he he keeps the daughter, but the family, like, he suffers repercussions, whether that's in the form of a fine, whether that's in the form of state-mandated, um, you go to class, you know you get taught why this is a bad thing, 
and no, I get be, it. I, I get it. Both sides of it, but like from like someone who has kids, mm-hmm. both of my kids were not like planned out. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of happened. Like we weren't like trying physically to stop it from happening, but like it just was, you know. And I mean, I'll admit that like when my wife got pregnant with my son, it was like uh, hard, hard time in our lives, you know. So I was like kind of mad about it because I was like, "Fuck, we got to bring up a kid in this shitty world," you know. And it's even worse now than it was then. Yeah. And uh, you know, the financial of it and. The kids are expensive, and, you know, my daughter was, like, seven, so then you start to think, like, she's 10 years from 17, now you gotta start all over, but, you know, I mean, as soon as he was born, all the worry went away, and now, I don't know what I would ever do if he wasn't born, you know, he's, like, my best friend, so, I don't know, man, I mean, having a kid... It's it's cool, but like I get the whole thing about the, uh, oh, the population overpopulation. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you've got to be a responsible parent. Having six kids is irresponsible. I don't care if you it? can afford it. Is it though? Because like I mean, it might be irresponsible now, but farm times they had kids to be farm hands. You know, like uh, Amish people still have a bunch of kids because they need them to work on their farm. Yeah. You know? Again, the that's an that's an old solution to a new problem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they still live that way. Okay, if you had six kids, right? How much attention are you giving each kid versus you being able to give attention to two kids now? I don't know. I only have to, but right. like Amish people and Mennonites and stuff, they still live that way. They no electricity. And, you know, if you go to like Illinois and Ohio and stuff, there's like whole ass communities that are all Amish people and they still live that old way so now they still live in America right so we can't mm-hmm. we got them in this town I mean how do we tell well they're more modernized in our our area but like there they're still fucking like they drive cars here and shit but over there they're still horse and buggy and down the road and like motherfucker you know yeah so now if they never changed you know how do we tell them you can't have six kids. They've got a way different societal structure, though. When they're having but six kids. But they're still kids, part of. Yeah, there's still people on this planet. And, yeah. In, and they're in this, still in this country. Yeah, they sh- they should, if this were to come into effect, be applicable. Like, it should be a universal thing. You're a human having a human experience on this big fucking rock. you got to ab- abide by the rules or suffer consequences. Who makes the rules? Someone's got to make the rules. But who? It's not me. You don't. You don't need. We shouldn't. Sorry. I mean, uh, we shouldn't. Need. I get the. Yeah. The, the Georgetown. Thing One world government says there's a. Uh, An know, uh, international uh, court, right? Court, global court. Global court. You know? Yeah. I, I understand it, but most people don't want to be told what to do. No. Especially within their own life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I definitely think there's way too many people on this planet, but like. How do you tell them they can't have kids? That's pretty much like the way of the world. That's what we're here to do is procreate. But, I mean, you shouldn't have kids if you don't contribute to anything. And you're just using your kids to get money and live life. You know what I mean? 
but like if you're a contributing person, I don't think there should be a limit on how many kids you can have. No, man, because even contributing people are still causing the problem. You could have a successful child that makes a million dollars a year, and that's just another person that's taking an entire lifetime's worth of consumption on the scale that we're talking about. It's, it's not a matter of whether they're being productive or not. It's a matter of just virtue of them existing and consuming the amount that we consume. If it was even like to an Amish standard where they're still building their houses out of wood that they harvest, right? They're not using electricity. Yeah, they're they're pretty not pretty much self-sufficient. They don't right. really consume anything. They're carbon neutral and for the most part, you know what I mean? If that was the case, might be a different conversation we're having, but that's not the case. So should they be... But they are a thing. They exist. We're we're all still people on should, this planet. They, we all need to do our part. Well, most of them, Amish people anyway, grow their own food. Mm -hmm. You know, butcher their own meat, raise their own meat. Don't have any electricity. Don't have cars. So they literally have zero emissions. Yeah, we should zero. aspire to be like them. So like now, do we tell them they can't have kids, even though they don't have any carbon footprint? In any situation, you see my point. Oh yeah, there's the only way to make it fair is to be unfair in that fairness. You know what I mean? Like well, we, we should, can't make maybe, exceptions. Maybe because, we should tell everybody else to stop using all this other shit and be like Amish people. Yeah, as soon as that you make an exception, then you can make as many exceptions as you need to. Well, wouldn't that be fair? If no. we're just like, okay, no, it wouldn't it? Wouldn't be fair for us to be like Amish people, all of us we need to get to that point, but we're not going to anytime soon. We need, but, we need to but start. we should tell the Amish people that they have to be like us. They've been that way for thousands of years, you know, hundreds of years, whatever. We should, like, be like, okay, Amish people, you have zero carbon footprint, but you're not allowed to have any more than two kids, and you have to do all this other crap, too. Yeah, because you can't even, you can't promise that those kids are going to remain in that environment. You know what I mean? No, like you, you can't promise anything. You, you can't know. promise that this is shit's real. No, but like, <laughs> that's well, my point. You know, you you can like I said, there's undeniable evidence that well, who said that evidence? That's what I mean. Like looking around, you don't need data sets. You don't need organizations that are being lobbied one way or the other. You just look around. And you you can do the math yourself. Like this is not natural. This is this is a state that is like not. In the normal this course, is extremely complicated. Yeah, for sure. You know, so you I, simplify I, it. I don't think that uh, we should be able to tell people with zero emissions or, or carbon footprint that they can't have do what they've done for ever. But I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't like governments intruding on anything. You know, does that make sense? Uh, you know, yeah, I, no, I and I, I know you identify that way, but. We're all on the same boat. Damage is done. The only way out is through and making that homogenous the whole way through. Same same law or societal so pressure or whatever you don't. for everyone. That's that's not what this episode is here to answer. But But it's a question. There needs to be some repercussion. Like what? I, I'm not here to answer that. No, not die. Like, like they kill you? We're not going to start. They take your kid? Yeeting babies off cliffs like Spartans or anything. I was just going to say that. like you know, But for real, though, if you implement all this crap that you're talking about here, like 
the enforcers of that, then what happens? What's the rules where you get a fine? Do you die? Do they put you See, in it jail? Can't, it can't necessarily be a fine because then the rich are always going to skate by and right. do whatever the fuck they want. That's my point. You can't really do anything about it. So it really doesn't matter because nobody's going to do shit. It's just going to happen. We we got to do something. It's so complicated. How do you figure it out? Well, I mean, it doesn't. It's like so, trigonometry, man. <laughs> yeah, but there's this this problem for overpopulation and like the tax that we have on the planet isn't isolated to just overpopulation having kids. It's it's no. going to be the same for rationing for consumption, like in an idealized uh, plan where we get too good. Right, there's going to be water and food rationing. There's yeah, absolutely. there's going to be. I mean, it already happens. Carbon taxes. It already happens. You can't water your fucking grass on this day or this day or this time. You know, California has all kinds of fucking problems because they don't have any water. Yeah, because they're in a crisis. But we need to be fucking state sucks. Proactive instead of reactive because yeah, you can control the the proactive way. Right, you can't control the reactive. You're at the mercy of. I get that, but then the human element still comes in. How do you tell people what to do in their own life that really doesn't matter? You know, uh, you know, the fringe or whatever you want to call it. Dystopia. We got water police. We got carbon police. I'm here. Lock you up. Make you a carbon neutral Amish worker. Is that what you want, Dave? One world order. Just uh. Carbon police. Dystopian future. 1984. Yeah, man. If that's what it takes to survive... I'd rather not. Yeah, but you might rather not survive, but what about your neighbors? They want to live in that. Go ahead. I want to live not in that. I don't want them coming over there and fucking beating me up or putting me in jail because I used a gallon of water. You know? Or some shit. I'm a minimalist. For the most part, I try to. Well, my goal is, to, like I said, to be off grid, you know. But it takes time, you know, and like you still have to live in, you know, like I think we forgot about a lot of things. Like uh, it goes kind of back to the prepping thing, and like we forgot skills, like we forgot how to store meat without through refrigerators, and we forgot how to store eggs without refrigerators you know this modern age isn't necessarily a good thing because nobody had knows how to do anything and they don't teach it to you in school so you know you should be learning how to grow your own food in school so, i mean they do have like in high school they have like an agriculture kind of but you should be learning this in school not just you know having fucking carbon police see i, I kind of disagree you don't think we should be taught how to survive in school not in an apocalyptic wasteland but well i didn't say apocalyptic wasteland i said you should know how to grow your own food you should know how to do this you should know how to do that like you you should have these skills Those are old solutions to old problems we're not homesteading by and large we are living in a city we are making nuclear power plants we are generating satellites to go out in space to identify our, our place in the universe yeah, that's the problem Right. We have new problems that require new solutions like aqua and hydroponics, like well, I mean, I think carbon taxes. Great. I think that's great. But like we forgot how to survive without electricity. 
refrigerators yeah. and shit. Now you want me to police me and put me in jail or whatever, or find me or beat me to death or whatever it is because of the problems that we're having now. Like We need to be eco-conscious and not just aware, but actively uh, contributing to a better tomorrow. Like, this is a, a message that, like I said, optimally shouldn't come from the government. shouldn't come no, from it any... It's going to have to, to some level, but it needs to be instilled in people. Like, this message needs to in reach... school? Your, in every, like, <laughs> in school, outside of school, social media, government, like, your neighbor. This needs to be a global joint effort to really hit home and and make people understand not just know not be aware of the issues but to understand and take to heart the fact that like we need to take these steps on all levels whether it's turning the water off while you're brushing your teeth or it's turning that light off or it's composting whether it's buying a a mini home instead of you know a six bedroom four bath uh home for you and your wife and your one kid like we've we've got to recalibrate our expectation on what it means to be successful on our happiness on our uh resource consumption like gluttony is a cardinal sin right for uh, benjamin franklin one of them so we are so incredibly gluttonous on every level that we just need to start scaling back reevaluate look inwards assess what is a necessity because our our luxuries now like aren't even going to be considered in the future if we don't focus on the necessities like no one will be able to imagine having a fucking hot, clean bath in 50 years if we don't take short showers now. Well, like I said, if you learn these skills from the past, then you know how to do things without, right? Yeah, but that's that's a worst-case scenario, right? That's not necessarily a worst-case scenario. Like if you know how to store meat, even if it's for the apocalypse, right? But, like, if you know how to do it, then you don't need a refrigerator. Actually, I'm not storing meat on my 49th floor condominium in New York City. I'm not going out and hunting an, an elk and driving it back in my fucking Tesla, carrying it up the elevator 49 floors to throw that bitch in my closet. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Nobody wants to do shit, you know? But you don't live in your condo. You live on the ground, and you don't have a Tesla. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like, part of the carbon footprint is is refrigerators and air conditioners and all this shit that we have that makes it comfortable to live. You have to have a certain amount, from what you're saying, Mm -hmm. of suffering. Nobody's going to suffer daily. Especially, especially if they don't know how to suffer. Understand my point? Like, if you know how to do these things... Suffering's easier. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean... If you know how to grow your own food, you don't have to go drive to the grocery store. You can just pick it off the vine. 
And if you know how to compost, then you the leftovers you put in the composter, and it's just a big endless life life cycle. And your garbage is down, right? This right. this is kind of what I mean by these skills. I'm not saying that we have to like do away with refrigerators, but if you know how to grow your own food, grow your own chickens or meat or whatever, you know and you know how to process all this stuff, then you don't have to go to the grocery store anymore. You don't have to drive there and burn gas. You don't have to buy food and throw it in the garbage can that now goes to the landfill or whatever. You know, you don't have to put it in a plastic bag. You throw it in your composter, and now it's dirt. So, you know, if you know how to do this shit, suffering's not so bad. I think that we're going to need federally instituted suffering on some smaller levels in order to How make small? that change. How small? Because I don't like the government, Dave. Most people don't. Water rationing should probably honestly be instituted across the nation, not just in high-risk areas like California, Utah, Nevada. Yeah, I do that already. You do that because you understand the problem and water is expensive to you. It doesn't profit you to be wasteful, and you're not a wasteful individual by nature. But most of us are. And if we had some sort of federal institution that prohibits or punishes in one form or another, so what do they that do? Turn wasteful your water nature. Off? Or, like, how that's my point is I don't. I get it. I do. I understand. Okay. But. I'm always going to ask, what do they do? What, how do they do? That's, what, what is what is the rule, and how do they enforce it? I'm so, not I'm not coming here to give the answer. I'm coming here to ask the question, to propose it. But you have to have some type of an answer. You know, if you propose it, then anyone can make up the rule, right? It's not me or you. We're not going to be like, okay, so you're you're like, okay, there has to be a prohibition on on water consumption okay then i ask you okay well how do we enforce that then you come up with like well we just turn the water off at or like the the sinks at walmart right right you put your hand under there it washes until you move your hand away yeah right i could i'm cool with that but like am i gonna have a little meter on my fucking water thing that like when it hits like two gallons are they going to kick my door in and fucking billy club me? I don't want that. Do you? No. So, there, I mean, there has to be a question. Yeah, there's there's got to be restrictions. And it, it should be the one where it is, like, unanimous, right? So even if, say, for sake of argument, not, like, speaking of hard numbers, but say you get 100 gallons a day for your household, right? That would, one put some pressure on you in like a myriad of ways. So six kids would be really hard to run a hundred gallons off of. Uh-huh. Two kids a lot easier. So right all right then you're changing the culture, the perception and like on the individual scale. What, what happens when you go over a hundred? What if you go a hundred It just shuts off at a hundred. You have to go to your neighbor's house, borrow some water. You have a reservoir of water that you've doled out from your hundred gallons previously. Maybe you have some sort of cache of water okay, if you're proactive. I, mean, I could see that, but like if they're going to billy club me for going over one gallon, I don't want that shit, man. I don't want them in my house. I don't want them bothering me, fucking with me. 
No, but it should it should probably be a a binary thing. Resources available or it's unavailable because you've you've reached your cap. I mean, maybe maybe you implement like so much a month, right? Most things are measured on the month, right? So I don't know what the number would be. You couldn't you couldn't trust people though. If it just turns off, then you could. You could you could be an idiot, and you could use nine hundred and fifty gallons in the first week, and then you hit the second week two on Tuesday, and you hit your thousand gallons a month. You're gonna be fucked. See, so how do you how do you make it? You'd have to do it daily. People are too stupid. You got you got you got to <laughs> you have to think for them a lot of times. Oh shit! Yeah, but who is it that thinks for them again? Right, scientists that are going to do studies and take better data than me looking at Wikipedia <laughs> or, or just yeah, well, off shooting from the hip. You know, what if your scientist comes up with this and then they find out that it was false three years from now? As long as we've we've made some sort of effort, there what there if is it no does nothing. What if we suffer for no reason? There's, I don't think this question has a a, a no reason value like there there obviously is a reason we're working we're working with finite resources yeah yeah so there is on some level something being drained every moment of every day and there is a a maximum cap like the sooner we stem the tide of waste and drain the longer we give ourselves time to figure out the right answer but any answer right now that any, helps reduce that drain is a is a good answer. Any answer. I'm not saying kill you if you you know Billy Club <laughs> you, you go over yeah. one one gallon of water of your utilage. Uh, <laughs> but, but you said any answer though. Yeah, but, and, and yeah, as yeah. with everything, uh, with reason, tempered reason. Yeah, we should we should focus on materials that have better value whether it's recyclable like our paper straws yeah so we should be conscious of our material sciences the like engineer it for design consumption that is less wasteful more recyclable uh, longer lasting like these phones that are engineered to break after like two years is bullshit um home construction right we've got like 3d printed uh foam filled concrete now that's you know stronger lighter less waste there's just so many things hydroponics aquaponics like we need to start adopting these things on a a micro level pressure our governments on the macro level to make a change because we're one species right or one group of people on this rock and there's virtually nowhere else to go we haven't solved that problem yet we can't just hop on a spaceship and fly away and say fuck this place i'm out that's not wally. an option can't be like wally wally's the gist of g's yeah, yeah. but he's still just one guy all those fat yeah. fucking slobs started he was, he was one guy because all the other ones broke yeah <laughs> So we don't ever want to reach that point. We don't want to be that uh, reflexive, right? We want to be proactive. And it's not something that we can ignore when it, it's convenient to us. Like, 
we so basically really what you're saying is stop being a gluttonous, wasteful fat fuck and uh, start taking accountability for your actions. Correct? Yeah, because we're the universal, like, everything you do, no matter how small, is affecting someone else somewhere. It, like, pisses me off to no end when I see somebody throw trash, like, even just on the ground. Or I was, like, driving down the road on State Road 70, and some lady threw her Gatorade bottle, like, over the fence in the retention pond. And I was like, like, stopped. It's like, pick that shit up, you fucking bitch. <laughs> fucking kill you. And there's no way she could have got it. Because right. it was over the six foot tall fence. Yeah. And I'm like, put your hand through the fence, you fucking bitch. Uh, there's no reason to throw shit on the ground. Um, there's enough shit on the ground already. You know. Yeah. It really irritates me, man. Like, I'm not like, even at work. Okay. You know where we work, we have a lake or a pond or whatever you want to call it. And there's fish and turtles and somehow all kinds of shit in there. Well, it was because it was vacant for years, you know, it was like sitting there for like five or six years with no humans at all. So it, it is thriving, you know, um, then we come along with our fucking machines leaking hydraulic oil all over the place and, uh, dumping diesel fuel on the ground. Everything drains into the lake. And it pisses me off so bad. Like, I'm like, well, what the fuck? You can't put anything, you can't do nothing. Like, I, I get in arguments with the managers and shit. You know? And instead of, like, parking over where the, like, downline is, they'll just take it off the truck and let it leak all the way across the parking lot. And I'm like, what? Well, come on. Like, let's get some shit and clean this up, you know? If the fucking EPA ever came in there, it'd probably shut us down. Yeah, for sure. You know? But I'm like, I'm not, like, overly environmental, but I don't want to kill things for no reason, you know? I don't want to dump diesel fuel into the fucking lake if I can help it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I seem like the only one there that does. Everybody's like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, no, it's not. We're killing the fish. Like, the fish are dying. Fish are dying, you know? Yeah, this, there's a lot, lot that's dying. And uh, and that's just in that one little area. Right. Um, it's a it's a perfect little looking glass that you can see. Because yeah, we didn't talk about... I mean, they haven't actually died yet for everyone that's listening. They're, they're still alive, as far as I know. Yeah, they probably have birth defects and everything but, else. Uh, I've tried extremely hard to... To keep the oil from going in there with like separator spill kits and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, this is like one of my things that I have to do almost all day. <laughs> Every time it rains, I have to go gear up to stop it from getting in there. I'm like the only. I'm not gonna be there next week, so fish might be dead by the time I get back. Yeah, we we didn't even get to touch on like coral reef bleaching or toxic mm -hmm. salinity at different parts of the ocean smog levels in india and china we didn't talk about all the railways and strip mining in africa like we could be here for yeah, days I mean, you want to talk about shit that fuck stuff up what about ion mining yeah any of these precious metals that we're we're pulling out 
for batteries, for any sort of electronics. It's um, yeah, your iPhone. Literal rape of of the natural world. Yeah, your iPhone. Fucking some kid in Africa had to bleed for it, you know, and uh, now there's a giant hole in the ground that can never be fixed. Like once they're, uh, have you seen these? Once they like take it all away. From yeah, the they just line, leave it. They just leave a giant like stared looking hole, like has like stairs going down into this huge crater, and they just ride out and don't fill it back in with anything. No, you you can't. Put back in the earth what you you took out, and all the shit that we're pulling out, it, uh, part of the natural cycle of the stuff that's going back in, like our water, is going back in contaminated. And I think the water is the main concern about everything. You know, not even just potable water, but look at like the microplastics in our ocean. Oh, dude, the salinity, yeah, man. Um, Pacific garbage patch. It's it's in literally everything. You've got plastic inside of you. I'm sure. Well, I don't. I don't drink. Doesn't matter. It's in. It's in your food. It's in all all seafood. It's in even the like meats that you drink. There's there's fragments of plastics. Uh, I mean, in literally Jeremy everything. was talking about how there's like metal in everything too. Uh, little tiny pieces of metal. Um, I was playing a video game, a man eater game, mm-hmm. where you're the shark. You ever play that? Such a good game. You're like running around eating people and other fish and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, just there's so much trash just in the water in that game. You're like floating around in garbage. I was like, man, does it really look like this? Yes, you know? it really does. Especially when you go into like one of the like save points where like the uh, the lair is. There's just like garbage all in there. And stop signs and shit. Stop signs and half eaten fucking things. You know. Uh, the, the soda can fucking circle dealies, you know, um, it was a whole big thing about like straws and shit when I was a kid with the saved whales and the turtles. So even still as a grown ass man, I still cut those fucking things, um, which I don't throw them away anymore. I melt them, like I said. Right. Try to make like body armor out of them and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, <laughs> milk, milk cartons. You know, milk cartons, or car- not cartons, but uh, the plastic jugs. Mm-hmm. You can make body armor out of those for, for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, whatever method of lifestyle that you have, right, there's always room for optimization, for reducing your footprint, and it's just the, the respectful thing to do, right? Be respectful to the environment, to your neighbor. Do you think... That, you know, like Tesla's the big deal. Electric cars is the big deal right now. Reduce your carbon footprint. But what about how you make them? Yeah, the manufacturing process is incredibly wasteful. That's that's the, that's the macro problem that we need to pressure our governments it, to fix. Well, I mean, it, but how do you fix it, though? That's like, you have to make the car. You tell them to make it better because they cut corners like in... in capitalism like they're going to do the cheapest most efficient way it's going to be more expensive to make if you're doing it correctly and that's why it's not done correctly it's still bad for the environment though Especially yeah there's the ion mining and there's going to be some necessity to facilitate like we can't just stop making computers we're not at that well, point I mean, anymore uh, 
the Greta Thunberg girl's like, we need to get to absolute zero. I was watching her say this, and I'm like, she's like, not net zero, absolute zero. Yep. Absolute zero is like nothing. Amish people. Yeah, there's there's nothing virtually good. no way to get there. Not without some type of a collapse. But I mean, who the fuck wants to live in that shit? You know, I, I get it. You know, you gotta you gotta do something, right? But a little how how and and who and why? A little bit of suffering now is going to drastically prolong our comfort. That's that's how I see it, and I'm 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 happy to start suffering, and I need to be better about it. I think uh, the more skills you have, the easier it is to suffer. So, start learning some shit. Um, got to start somewhere. Got to have conversations, just like these. You know, I think this is very important. Even though like you're probably on one side, and I'm kind of like in the middle. I wasn't like nope. It's not real. <laughs> you know, Thank like, God. like most people probably Fuck, are. Fuck, we talk about the atmosphere getting heated. I would be broiling. Dude, I work outside. <laughs> like I said, you know, so it's fucking hot. And then you look at, like, the rest of the country. Florida's all red. The rest of it's purple. I don't understand it. That's why I don't work in science. Uh, so have conversations. Talk about things. Don't waste water. Don't take two-hour showers. That rhymes. Don't fucking just go on cruises and drive around for no reason. Don't just throw garbage away just to do it. You know, don't throw it on the ground. Don't spill hydraulic oil into the lake. <laughs> you know, uh, try to be better, I guess. Yeah, be, be cognizant of the uh, consequences of your actions repercussions and the um the process uh of all of the products that you consume and what they facilitate just try to be better it's hard that's why it's it's suffering but as i said now we've we've I mean, got to start suffering it's not suffering like if you didn't have anything <laughs> so it's uh micro doses of suffering yeah micro suffering condition yourself You'll, you'll be happier for it. 